Thanks for joining us again on the Under One Love podcast. We're going to talk more about estate planning. Last time we talked about estate planning, we mostly talked about the importance of having a will, and we briefly touched on life insurance. And like having a will, having life insurance is also very important. And not many people have life insurance. So we're going to dive into life insurance and help you get a better grasp on the whole life insurance field. Life insurance comes in two different types. Term life insurance and cash value life insurance. Now cash value life insurance has three different types inside of it. There's whole life life insurance, there's universal life life insurance, and there's variable life life insurance. Term life stays in effect for the amount of time that you choose to purchase. You can choose, for example, a time frame like 15-year term life insurance or 20-year or 30-year. Cash value life insurance stays in place for life. As long as you're making your monthly payments on the life insurance policy, it stays in effect. Of the two, I only recommend term life insurance. And that's mostly because cash value life insurance is such a bad product. It's it's a little bit confused, honestly. This product is trying to be insurance, it's trying to be a savings account, and it's trying to be an investment. This insurance has so many different personalities, it belongs in a psych ward. But we're going to unpack that here in a few minutes. So first, let's talk about term life insurance. Like I had mentioned in the first estate planning podcast, term life insurance is very inexpensive. You can get up to 10 or 12 times the amount of your income in term life insurance if you're in good health for very cheap. We're talking $15 to $30 per month depending on the amount of the insurance policy and the length of the term. Again, very inexpensive and yet so, so worth it. So as a starting point, like I had just mentioned, you want to have 10 to 12 times the amount of your income. For example, if you make $50,000 a year, you want to have anywhere from $500,000 to $600,000 worth of an insurance policy. The reason I say that's a starting point is because you have to consider your own situation. You need to take into account things like how many children do you have, how much debt do you have, what type of lifestyle are you living, and what are you, what is your family going to need from this insurance policy if and when you pass away. The goal here when getting life insurance is to provide an income for your family even though you've passed away. What this is going to do is give them a chance to take plenty of time to get back on their feet and to adjust to these life changes. I had mentioned earlier that not very many people have life insurance, but generally the people who do have life insurance usually are earning some form of an income. That's all good and fine, but stay-at-home parents, for example, also need to have life insurance. And the reason is a lot of things are going to change if a stay-at-home parent passes away. 
you're going to have to account for all of those changes that are going to happen at the home. Maybe you've got small children that are staying at home with the stay-at-home parents, and you're going to have to adjust and figure out a new way to keep that whole system going while you're still providing your income. Now, you may be able to adjust a little bit quicker because you can get back to your job and you can continue to provide an income. So with that said, I usually suggest a starting point for stay-at-home parents somewhere around $250,000 on their term life life insurance policy. You may be thinking, what if I get my term life insurance policy and then things change? And that's a great question because oftentimes circumstances can change. What if your cost of living goes up and or you decide to have more children? What do you do then? Well, I would simply suggest that you just add another policy on top of the policy that you already have. Maybe you add another $250,000 policy to support those life changes if you were to pass away. It's simple to do. There's really not a lot to it. Another thing you may be thinking is, how much of the money is my family actually going to get when I die? Well, the good news is, life insurance is not taxable. So if your term life insurance policy is worth $500,000 and you pass away, your family's going to get $500,000. Oftentimes, people who do have life insurance typically have life insurance through their job. That's fine, and I don't have any issues with that, but I do suggest that you get another policy outside of your job. Reason is, if you for some reason lose your job, you're going to lose that life insurance policy along with the job loss. There's a lot of reasons why having life insurance is very important. Reasons like leaving a legacy behind or possibly an inheritance. But a a really big reason is on top of all the hardship that everyone in your circle is going to be going through when you pass away, you know, those of your family, the last thing they need on top of that is financial hardship. And I don't know about you guys, but I live in a big city. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. And whether these people on the side of the road are trying to scam folks or not, I am constantly seeing people who are asking everyone in traffic for money because they've had someone in their family pass away and there's just no money at all for them to do anything with to to cover the burial expenses and who knows what else. So just by getting yourself an inexpensive term life insurance policy, you can make sure that you cover that base among many others. Now in mentioning hardship, financial hardship, and just hardship in general, I want you guys to brace yourselves because toward the end of this podcast, I'm going to share two stories with you that really tug on the heartstrings, but they're worth it to hear, and they really drive home the level of importance that that, that is placed, that needs to be placed on life insurance. But, but for right now, I want to get back to cash value life insurance and why it's a bad product like I had mentioned before. Remember, I said that cash value life insurance is trying to be a few different things. It's trying to be insurance, it's trying to be a savings account, it's trying to be an investment, etc. So with that said, let's talk about the numbers. Cash value life insurance 
is much more expensive than term life insurance. Here's a comparison. For $5 a month, you can get the same amount of term life insurance on a 20-year term policy as you can get for $100 a month on a cash value life insurance policy. So $5 a month for term life, $100 a month for cash value, and they both have the same face value, the same amount of money that you're gonna get or that your family's gonna get if you pass away. So if the face value is the same amount, why are you paying an extra $95 per month? Well, it builds inside the policy as a savings. In a sense, you're buying insurance for $5 a month, the same as the term insurance, and then you're investing the other $95 per month. When I say that, you may be thinking, well, what's the problem with that? I'm getting insurance and I'm investing. But here's the thing, the average rate of return after fees is around 1% return on a whole life which is one of the three types of cash value life insurance. On universal life, the second type, the rate of return is about 4 to 5%. And on the third type, which is variable, it's around 6%. The most common of these three types of cash value life insurance is whole life, which has the lowest average rate of return at 1%. So on those three types of cash value life insurance, whole life, universal, and variable, what's referred to as the cash value is that extra money that you're putting into this savings, this investment, as they call it. I'll break down the investment side of this and make some comparisons here in a minute. But first, there's a couple more things you need to know. There's two ways to get your cash value money back. The first way, you can cancel your insurance policy. The second way, you can borrow it. Now I want you to do yourself a favor and ask yourself, why would I borrow on my own money and then pay them interest to borrow my own money? Doesn't make any sense, does it? If you think that cash value life insurance can't get any worse, I hate to burst your bubble, but it does. Let's say you've invested consistently into the policy and you've built up $75,000 and then you pass away. Let's also say in this circumstance that your policy's face value is $200,000. Guess what gets paid to your beneficiaries? The ones that you list on your policy that are supposed to receive the money. They get the face value, the $200,000 in this circumstance. Guess what happens to the cash value, the $75,000? Well, they keep it. This is a really bad product. Overall, it's a very expensive life insurance policy that's essentially a bad savings account that builds very little returns. And if you die and never cash it out, your family or your beneficiaries, whoever they are, gets your face value of your policy and then the rest of it just goes away. So why is cash value life insurance more popular? Well, the same reason that credit cards are heavily marketed and very popular. Other folks who are marketing those and selling those types of life insurance policies 
make more money in commissions than the ones who are selling term life insurance policies. Just like the guy heavily marketing credit cards is making a lot of money off of insane interest rates. If you're listening to this and you already have a cash value life insurance policy, don't go and just cancel it because it's a really bad product right away. One of the reasons I don't want you to hurry up and cancel is if you have any kind of health condition, whether you know of it or not, and you go out and you cancel your whole life or your universal life or your variable life, any type of cash value life insurance policy, so with the intent to go get a term life life insurance policy, if you have those, any types of health concerns like that, you're going to become uninsurable. Believe me, I want you to cancel this policy if you already have it for your own sake. But first, and I can't emphasize this enough, I want you to make sure that you get a term life, life insurance policy. I want it to be full and in effect before you cancel the other policy. And the reason is, like I said, if you're uninsurable, well, you can keep the cash value policy because at the end of the day, having something is better than having nothing at all. Here's one of the investment comparisons that I mentioned earlier. Now, the average whole life life insurance policy averages a 1% return on investment. So the simple comparison of that bad investment to a good investment is this. If you invest $5,000 per year into some form of investment that gives you 1% return, over the course of 25 years, you're going to have $142,000 and some change. If you do the exact same thing into a good investment, like a good growth stock mutual fund with an average return of closer to 11 or 12%, let's just say 11%, at the end of 25 years, you'll have over $630,000 in that investment. It's a no-brainer. One of the biggest concerns for people with term life, life insurance, and one of the biggest selling points for those selling cash value life insurance is that if you get term life life insurance, you're gonna have a term for let's say 20 years and then once you start to get older, if you don't pass away, once the life insurance terms, later you're gonna die and have no insurance and get nothing, your family's gonna get nothing. But there's a really simple fix to this concern. Think with me on this for a second. That investment number that I gave you just a second ago of $5,000 per year, that's less than what the average American spends on car payments per year. So here's one of the methods that I teach my clients. Get term life insurance for let's say 25 years and only drive cars that you don't owe anything on. No car payments. Use that same money that you would have been spending on car payments to invest into good growth stock mutual funds. At the end of your term life life insurance policy of 25 years, you're going to have that number we just talked about, over $630,000. Now guess what? You just became what I like to call self-insured. You're going to leave your beneficiaries over $630,000 
if you pass away that they can use in place of your term life life insurance policy that expires. Now as I wrap up this podcast, I want to share with you those two stories that I talked about in the beginning. Um, They're very emotional stories, but I want to share them with you again to really place a high level of importance on getting life insurance. The first story is of a couple who was looking into getting life insurance and they had every intention of getting life insurance. But because they were a little bit lackadaisical in doing so, they suffered a, a very, very unfortunate consequence. What happened is the husband of the couple ended up getting in a car crash that took his life. And unfortunately, the only type of response that the wife had was, well, we intended to get life insurance. And again, financial hardship is added to that circumstance when it's one of the many hardships that she should not have to be going through. The second story is a story of a woman who was walking this financial journey that we teach here at Under One Love and her and her husband had life insurance. Now the reason that this one is emotional to me personally is because it speaks to the reason why I'm passionate about estate planning and financial coaching overall. The husband ended up passing away and she was able to collect the life insurance money. And when she was able to collect the life insurance money, like I said, those financial hardships were not an issue. She was able to pay off all of the debt that remained. And her words were, I wish we could have reached our financial goals any other way. But at least now that he's passed, I'm still able to do that. So I want to stress one more time, this is very, very important to take care of. And it doesn't need to be one of those things that you put on the back burner. One of those things that's going to wait. It's so simple. Like I said, it's so inexpensive and it's something that you just need to get done and over with so that your family can be taken care of if and when you pass away. Every day that we get is a gift from God and we have no idea when those days are going to run out. So the sooner we take care of these things and be responsible, the better off our family is going to be when we have to go. That does it for this episode. Thank you guys again for joining me. We'll be back before you know it. Y'all bless and make it a great day.